Welcome to this episode of Take 15. I'm Lauren Foster, a content director at CFA Institute. And joining me today to talk about the fascinating topic about memory is Chester Santos. Uh, Chester is one of the world's foremost experts on memory training and the 2008 USA Memory Champion. Welcome, Chester. Thank you so much for being here. So I'm curious, how did you find out that you had this amazing talent? Uh, well, you know, growing up, I was often told wow, you have a really good memory. And one night I caught a segment on television on the United States Memory Championship and it caught my interest. I decided that I wanted to try and compete in the United States Memory Championship, but when I looked into the best scores in the United States in various events, I quickly, I quickly realized that I was nowhere near that level, even though I had a good memory to start out with. So that's when I started doing research into memory training techniques. Uh, I started practicing with various techniques. I found what worked best for me personally. I stuck to training myself in that subset of techniques. Eventually I was able to win the United States Memory Championship and now I give speeches and presentations around the world uh, helping audiences to utilize the subset of skills that I think work best. I help them to learn those skills and how they can apply those memory skills to become more successful in their career and in their personal life. So it's a combination of talent and training. In, in my case, I, I will admit that I had a good starting point, which is what otherwise I probably wouldn't have had this crazy idea to compete in the United States Memory Championship. So I did have a good starting point, but again, uh, I was nowhere near the level that I am now in terms of memory skills. That all came with training and practice. What about someone who doesn't have quite as much talent as you who starts out in this? So what I firmly believe is that no matter what your current level of memory ability, you can dramatically improve it with the right techniques and just a little bit of practice. Uh, for business purposes, getting better at remembering presentations, uh, remembering more names to get the most out of networking, uh, committing to memory important business-related facts and figures, that is well within everyone's reach. Uh, you, know, see it, you know, people with the CFA designation don't need to memorize a deck of cards in less than 90 seconds. You don't need to do these extreme memory feats. Um, but for, again, for business purposes, uh, anyone can achieve the level of memory skills that they would need. We live in an era of abundant personal technology and apps that are designed to keep information close and really easily accessible. Why does it matter for people to work on their memory? So uh, these electronic devices are, are obviously incredibly useful. It's amazing yeah. what they help us to do in our daily lives, but I feel that we need to be wary of letting them remember everything for us mm -hmm. because we're starting to lose base, very basic memory skills that we used to have. We're starting to lose those skills. One example is phone numbers. We used to be able to remember uh, a lot of numbers of friends, family members. If mm -hmm. someone gave us one important number, we could mm -hmm. remember that. Now no one can, can do that anymore. And there are definitely certain instances where remembering rather than uh, having access to the information and device can be incredibly useful and beneficial to you in your career and that uh, you know quickly I'll give you a few examples you know meeting one-on-one -on -one with clients if you have 
a lot of important business-related facts and figures at your mental fingertips as opposed to the professional that's always having to look something up or saying, you know, I'm sort of familiar with that area, but let me get back to you. You're going to be more impressive to your clients. Uh, you're going to be perceived to be more intelligent. This mm -hmm. same thing applies when you have to give a presentation in front of your colleagues. Uh, also, you are not getting the most out of business networking if you are attending all these events and you're not remembering people's names and right. what they do for a living the next time you see them. So those are some uh, circumstances where having memory skills is really going to make you stand out and be very beneficial to you in your career. I'd like to talk a bit about the vocabulary of memory. So when we talk about memory training, uh, what category of memory are we talking about? Is it sort of short-term, working, long-term? Can you explain so, a bit about that? So the that? techniques that I teach and give speeches and presentations on actually apply to all uh, levels of memory. Working memory, which it has traditionally been described as the memory that lasts for a few seconds or less. Mm -hmm. uh, it helps you take the information from working memory to short-term memory, minutes, hours, days, eventually into long-term memory. Uh, the, the example from psychology that they used to use to explain long-term memory is you know it like your own phone number. Although nowadays that might not be <laughs> right. a good example, but that used to be in the psychology books. Okay, um, let's talk about some sort of practical advice uh, for memorization. Can you walk us through some of the basic techniques or the principles of memorization? Yeah, so the, the three main principles that you're always going to want to employ are visualization. So take whatever it is that you're trying to remember and if you can, turn it into a vivid image or series of images. That's the first thing you'll want to do. From there, you want to involve as many additional senses as you can. Uh, because as you involve more and more senses when you're trying to first commit the information to memory, you are actually activating more and more areas of your brain and you're building more and more connections in your mind to the information so it makes it easier to retrieve it when you need it later on. Third principle that you're going to want to try and employ is to make all of this stuff that you are seeing and experiencing in your mind crazy, unusual, out of the ordinary because of the psychological aspect to our memory. We all are naturally good at remembering things that catch us by surprise, mm -hmm. that are strange, unusual in, in some way. So if you can successfully combine those three principles, it becomes really easy to remember things. Uh, those are the principles in general and then there are really specific techniques that you can apply to tackle very specific types of information. Okay. Well, let's apply this to something that pretty much every single person wants to know, uh, and that is how can I improve my ability to remember names? Yeah. So give us um, maybe a couple of tips on how one would do this, maybe an example of a name that you can make unusual that will stand out in your mind. Yeah, so there are, there are a lot of uh, different ways to go about names. One that I can quickly talk about is when you meet someone, Ask yourself, how do they look unique to you? This could be a particular facial feature. Mm -hmm. This could be something about their look overall. And you are going to want to exaggerate that feature in some way in your mind, so make it even more outstanding to you. Uh, and then you will mentally place an image there that will in some way, anyway, remind you of the name. So I'll give a flattering example. Let's say you're going to meet someone uh, you know, named Lauren, and she's got long, uh, beautiful hair, I might imagine, I'm going to focus, the hair will be the storage place, mm -hmm. and I might put a fishing lure swimming through your hair, and as the fishing lure splashing around, it's making puddles in the shape of an N. So I've got Laura at first with the fishing lure, but I, the puddles remind me that it's going to be actually Lauren. 
Um, so that's one way to go about it. And if you notice that unique feature about the person before, you're very likely to notice it again. And right away, the interesting imagery that you've placed there will come back to you. And so once you've made this sort of image, do you also try and repeat the person's name? Or how do you retrieve that information? So there, there are other things that you can do. I would ideally combine this uh, visual-based technique with four simple steps that are independent of visual-based memory techniques. Mm -hmm. um, and that is try to, when you're meeting someone, immediately repeat their name and shake their hand. So if you're introduced to someone named Lauren, shake your hand, nice to meet you, Lauren. Uh, ask step two, ask a simple question using the name. So Lauren, how, how long have you been involved with CFA Institute? Any simple question using the name early on is really going to make that name stick better in your mind. Step three, uh, think of a simple connection between the name and anything at all that you already know. Lauren could be uh, an actress, uh, a character from a TV show. Maybe you just have a friend or family member uh, mm -hmm. that also has that same name. Think of a connection between the name and anything that you know. It's going to help the name stick well in your mind. Step four, when you leave the meeting, whatever type of function it may be, try to say goodbye to that person and as many people as you met using their names. That's going to go a long way toward helping you remember more of those names the next time you see those people. And as you're going through those four steps, you're going to have time to lock in that visual imagery. Uh, in closing, I'd love to touch on artificial memory. Uh, in other words, the internet is a form of memory. So is uh, written or e-calendar or written or e-contacts and GPS. What artificial means do you use to enhance your memory? I really try to minimize as much as possible my, my reliance on artificial uh, types of memory, uh, these electronic devices. Uh, I will go ahead and enter things in my calendar, but in conjunction, I also try to commit everything mm -hmm. to memory. So if for whatever reason I didn't get enough sleep that night, that's what, something that really impacts memory, I'm not positive on an appointment, mm -hmm. then I do have that calendar to rely upon. But I make sure that I don't just use that as a crutch and then not commit things to memory because I really want to keep my memory sharp uh, throughout my career, throughout my lifetime. And I believe that if you, I strongly believe that if you exercise your memory, you can keep it sharp and improve it. I also feel it's very important to do that because whether or not it is truly the case, the bottom line is the perception is that when someone has a razor sharp memory, we perceive them to be more intelligent and we always want to do business with. We're always going to refer those professionals that we perceive to be the most intelligent. So I think uh, it's really important to develop memory skills to, to, to be perceived as more, again, more of an expert in your field and also to be perceived as more intelligent in general. Chester, it's been really interesting and really practical. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you for watching. Copyright 2016 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.